Welcome to Power Trader Radio's Trade Talk, the show designed exclusively for the savvy stock trader or investor of today. With the latest market analysis and strategies, stock market tips and tricks, investments with options and spread trades, near report, news, events, analysis, and research, we put it together for you. Hosted by Andy Peterson and Mark Eli. And now here are your co-hosts, Andy Peterson. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Power Trader Radio. I am your host, Andy Peterson, and uh, this is show 117. Today is Wednesday, February 7th, 2018. With me is Mark Eli, as always. Say hi, Mark. Hey. Hi, everyone. Hey. Well, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today um, in this segment. Feel free to call in. We have a number for you at 914-338-1702. With any of your calls, questions, or concerns about options, spread trades, um, uh, Bitcoin, uh, you know, what's going on in the news with regards to um, what's happening in the markets as of late, and so uh, we have had a pretty interesting week. Um, what we do is uh, during this radio program is we um, have a, what we call the NEAR report. We've got news, events, analysis, and research. That's our acronym. And so um, we usually start out the segment with some news with regards to the markets. And this has been a pretty busy week so far, Mark. Um, what's your take on where the stock market has gone what are the fears? Are they valid? Is this a, a beginnings of a bear market? Is this a correction or just a dip? What What's your assessment of how things are going with regards uh, to very the good. this it, week? It was interesting that uh, the dip was caused because of an earnings report. And you think by hearing that, you would think we had a bad one. But in fact, we had a fantastic one. And strangely enough, investors view a very good uh, jobs report where people who have employment are very happy getting good money as a good thing, but investors have this contrarian um, mentality where they actually think that's a bad thing. So um, there's this Leonardo Fibonacci in the 1200s, a mathematician from Italy, came up with this thing uh, that he called, uh, we call the Fibonacci sequence or Fibonacci math. And it's pretty much the bottom line is that whenever you have a two-thirds movement in one direction, uh, you expect a reversal. So let's let's give you a, an a example. You go to a casino, you put a coin in a slot machine, you pull it, you lose. Put a coin in a slot machine, you lose. You pull a coin in the slot machine six times, and you lose six times in a row. In your mind, you think, wow, I've lost enough times. The next time has to be uh, a winner. So it's that, that two-thirds movement that we're, we're biologically wired that way. So we just picked up a caller. Welcome, caller, to the Power Trader Radio. You have a question? Caller, what's your name? Hi. Uh, my name is Aiden. Oh, hey, Aiden. I bought into Bitcoin at just under $10,000, and I sold it for a very small profit before it took a dive. I'm still interested in cryptocurrencies. What do you think I should do? 
Uh, Aiden, Aiden, how old are you, son? I'm 18. You sound like a young guy. Okay, so you're interested in Bitcoin. That's uh, so you said you sold it. You bought it at just under 10, and then you sold it. You got out just before you uh, took a loss. Is that correct? Yes. Well, that's interesting. So you got on it just as things were beginning to surge. Thanks for your call, Aiden. Uh, Mark, my take on this before I hand this call over to you uh, is, uh, yeah, what right now I'm taking a look at uh, Bitcoin, and uh, according to GDAX, um, we are right now at 7,830. So first of all, uh, Aiden, kudos to you, uh, first of all, for your interest in uh, investing at an early age. And second of all, uh, for getting out when you did, uh, again, this is not the end of cryptocurrencies by far, but there has been some news with regards to where cryptocurrencies are going, um, particularly with India this week. Mark, what do you got? What do you know about that? Yeah, uh, in India, they the powers that be decided to block Bitcoin in the major exchanges. So uh, this happened two years ago in the United States where uh, big firms like J.P. Morgan and uh, Bank of America, these big firms, they did not want cryptocurrency in, connected to the, the exchanges. Well, there's an old saying that what happens in the United States, since we're a pioneer, you're going to see a, a lagging example of that uh, from other countries. So China, um, Korea, uh, in this instance, India, they, they're experiencing what we did two years ago. So it's, it's, it's a knee-jerk reaction. I got you. So you think long-term? Um, I mean, so I, you know, just full disclosure, I've got uh, investments in Bitcoin and Litecoin. Um, my Litecoin is doing better. My Bitcoin, not so much. I, you know, you hear about arbitrage, you hear about all these other methods of making money, you hear about um, shorting uh, cryptocurrencies. I saw an article on that this week. Um, is there money to be made in the in, in cryptocurrencies right now? Do you, just, do you would you um, would you would you um, recommend diversification? Of course, this is just for educational purposes only. But what would you say with regards to just a general overall cryptocurrency strategy? Well. First, I want to compliment Aiden on making a profit. Anytime you make a profit, you never, you never gone wrong. And and so my first statement to him is, uh, come to work for us. You made profit in cryptocurrency. Congratulations, amazing job. The second thing is, is that if you're, if if you're talking to a person who uh, is a profit generator, who knows, who had a feeling that that the, the market was going to continue to go down and pulled out of it and took a profit, then that's, you're talking to a good, smart person. However, there's a lot of people who, who uh, take a hit financially and they get out too early. The number one mistake that people do is overinvest. That's the number one mistake. And what I mean by that is they'll get into something and something emotional will come up, and they'll go ahead and get out when the things are going wrong. And they haven't defined their secondary exit before they place their trade. And that's so important because if you, if you uh, knew what you were going to do before you placed the trade and the trade trends in that direction and you actually uh, get out of it and follow it, you're doing exactly the right thing. So, hey, we actually picked up a, a, another caller, ironically. Uh, do you want to pull them in? Andy? 
Caller, what's your name? Uh, it's. I think we lost her. I lost that caller. So, anyways, we got. We Aiden, you still on? Oh, we lost Aiden too. Andy, you're still there. I think we lost. Yes, Andy can you hear too. me, Mark? Oh, now okay, I can. Sounds like we sounds like we had some audio t- uh, difficulties, uh, but I think we're back now. Um, yeah, so Aiden, thank you for your call. I hope that answered your question for you. Um, yeah, the uh, cryptocurrency is very interesting uh, to get in now. Some people got into it a lot earlier and uh, made a killing. Others are kind of skeptical. I think, I think a lot of the concerns, you know, when you, uh, Mark, when you mentioned that, um, you know, people they get into these cryptocurrencies, they get burned and they leave right away and they never want to come back. Um, that happens with options trading too. You know, you you think you know what you're doing, um, and I'm not disrespecting anybody, but education is so important in options trading. Um, and if you don't, I mean, if you do a naked call and you get burned or if, if you simply don't know exactly how you're you know, doing this trade, options trading is so critical because, first of all, you need to know how to best. First of all, you need to know technical, fundamental, and sentimental analysis. Um, and then, then once you figure out the direction of the stock's going, now you need to understand, you know, what options trading is all about, how long, call short, call long, put short, put, how you can tie all those together uh, to make a profit. So, um, my 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 advice would be uh, to Aiden and others out there: don't get discouraged. Uh, uh, pay attention to the markets. Get some more experience. Um, trade trade options too, because you don't necessarily um, you, you know you can mitigate your risk that way and um, proceed with uh, uh, with caution. We have another caller. Uh, caller, are you on? Can you hear? Oh, hi. Um, hi. Yeah, well, what's your name? My name is Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Thank you for the, thank you for taking my call. I tried to call a few months ago and got cut off. Yeah, we were having some audio difficulties. Sorry about that. Okay, so I'm a little bit nervous. Well, okay, so my husband and I um, were just getting started in options trading, and I was just wondering what what your opinion is as far as what is the single most important thing that we should know about trading options. The risk. Um, well, always yeah. Go yeah, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. It's always the risk, but uh, Andy, go. Anytime you know the risk, then you know uh, you know the worst thing. So, uh, risk reward. And if right. you understand, and, and go ahead. I was just going to say, um, and I don't I don't want to pat ourselves on the back, but I mean, obviously, learning how to calculate risk is critical. Um, and with one of our products that we offer, the Option Chain Wizard. Um, you know, once you know what direction, once you do the research and you know what direction the stock is going to go in terms of your predictions, nobody knows for sure. Um, then we have what's called the option chain wizard, which pulls up these trading cards that we call them, um, which calculate your risk for you. Now, our education, and I keep counting our own education, but education out there um, teaches you how to calculate risk on any trade. Um, how much are you putting in and, and how much could you potentially lose? What's the per- you know, you can calculate the percentage of what that could potentially end up being. So you know what you're risking and, and what the risk is. Um, and from there, um, you can say, okay, um, I'm, 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 I'm comfortable with that level of risk. And every investor out there has a different comfort level with risk. Some like to take chances, some are more conservative. And so you got to kind of figure that out with regards to um, – 
to what your own personal risk level. And as a married couple, it's very important to be on the same page with regards to money in general. It's like one of the it's like the number one argument that couples get into. It's over money. It's a proven fact. Ask Dave Ramsey. And so to be on the same um, plane uh, with regards to your husband, that's critical. So I I, I applaud you for um, incorporating your husband into the decision making with regards to the. Uh, with regards to that. And so thanks for your call. Um, the other thing is, and I think I touched on this a little bit earlier, you say the single most important thing, Mark, you nailed it. It was uh, risk. But um, again, uh, with options trading, you got to know how to invest first before you, you know, before you know how to trade options. So lots of education, lots of information out there to kind of digest. And, and speaking of digesting, we have uh take a break. Dinner? We feed. Oh, okay. We, we got to feed our, we got to feed our uh, family. <clears throat> oh, great and powerful wizard, tell me how I can make money. How dare you approach the great and powerful wizard? Not getting what you want from other investment wizards or advisors? Have you ever heard of options trading or spread trading? Have you not tried it because you don't know how? Look no further. Trade Caddy has the tools and education that can empower anyone like a professional. Their options chain wizard makes options trading simple, easy, and more profitable. Find out more by going to tradecaddy.com. Calling all traders, calling all traders. This is Power Trader Radio. Now, Trade Talk continues on PowerTraderRadio.com. All right, we're back. And um, I want to tell you guys what I was doing uh, this weekend. Talk about excitement. Um, I was going through that. Uh, these, we have these quizzes on uh, um, TradeCaddy. Um, and if you sign up for on-demand training or TradeCaddy University, you get these in addition to all the other stuff you get. You get these quizzes. And I go through it just because we're always trying to improve our education. And I came across this question on bear puts. Um, and I said, you know what? I said, this is a great um, opportunity, I think, as far as the market's concerned, for a bear put. Um, and I was looking at um, looking at Broadcom, and I was looking at they were, their, um, their stock was dipping, um, but I couldn't understand 100% why. Um, because they're trying to, uh, they submitted their final $121 billion takeover bid for Qualcomm. And so I'm looking at these uh, stocks, and they're they're dipping. They're taking these drops. Um, but they just started that dip. And I said, okay, just, you know what, let's take a look. Let's take a look at this um, this bear put uh, opportunity. And so I hopped on over to the Option Chain Wizard. And well, actually, I went to Ari, and Ari agreed with me with regards to the direction of the trade. That's our analysis resource index. And so, hopped on over to the option chain wizard, and I, um, you know, I was looking at a two, uh, two forty long put and a two thirty two fifty short put. And um, I, I went over to TD Ameritrade, um, and which is not, I'm not completely familiar with this interface yet. I will have to freely admit, I just switched over from another uh, broker dealer. And but I I put this trade down I plopped down this bull uh, I'm sorry this bear put and um, I I sent the email confirmation ticket over to Mark 
and uh, Mark's eyes kind of lit up. So, uh, Mark, I thought maybe you could tell me why you were so excited about this trade. Well, yeah, for one, uh, most traders have a hard time betting against the market, betting on a downward move. And you picked a day that the market actually went down, and you you were thinking, hey, this is a uh, – there's a momentum here. You're going to go ahead and uh, capitalize on it. Now, at the time, the stock, uh, which is ticker symbol AVGO Broadcom, uh, Broadcom, I'm sorry, uh, actually had dipped down to 228, and you actually did – you queued it up in the morning, 228 uh, right. short put and a 240 long put. So you had a right to sell the stock at 240, and then you had an obligation to buy the stock at 232.50. Well, uh, right. the stock ended up uh, closing on that day. It came up a little bit. But the point is, by the time it had came up, you were already in the money. So you, you had spent – it was um, a bull put – excuse me, a bear put is a put, yeah. debit trade. Yeah, is a debit trade. And, well, we got another caller. So I'll, I'll finish this, and I'll invite the caller in. But uh, the – Debit trade was three dollars and eighty cents. We went ahead and said, "Hey, our second, uh, our primary exit is to make X percent on this." We went ahead and figured out what that was. It was seven hundred dollars on that trade. So since we're risking three hundred, well, actually, you did ten contracts, three thousand eight hundred dollars you had at risk, and you wanted to go ahead and make uh, seven hundred dollars. We queued that right. up. Lo and behold, it it filled the next day. And guess what? The stock ended up doing what we thought it would happen. It went back up. It bounced up. So you yeah. you closed that trade. You actively took the max amount of profit out of that trade. It was a kudos to you. Good job. Yeah, it was it was an exciting trade. Now, Mark, can can you hear me right now? I can. Okay, perfect. Just wanted to make sure of that because we're having those technical difficulties. Yeah, so I was very uh, very impressed. Um, of course, uh, and the timing, the market was very helpful to me um, because that was the beginning of that dip um, that we all experienced and um, cert and, and AVGO has since gone back up. So the timing was uh, fortuitous uh, and I can't take complete credit for that. Uh, but again, um, using the tools and using our research and using our brains, um, you know, mitigating our risk and considering all the factors uh, that ended up being a great a great trade. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you a little bit uh, about, Mark, was was the VIX. Um, my understanding is that it was almost 50 on Monday, um, which right. is you know with that volatility of being that high, um, that that creates a lot of calamity with regards to um, uh, to the market. And yesterday it was I think 30 or 31, and I haven't checked on it today uh, honestly, but. What is your? Can you give us kind of like a summary of how the VIX would affect options trading or the market in general, and where do you think the VIX is going to take? Uh, what do you think is going to happen with the VIX the next couple of days? Well, good, good, uh, good question. The VIX is a measure of volatility, and it's as the numbers go up, that's actually a bad thing for the market. You, you as a as you see the VIX numbers go up, that means there's so much fear and so many people taking profits and are closing out of trades or taking losses, whatever they're getting out or selling. And we had, we've had 
we haven't had a VIX number of that magnitude back in the 30s uh, or 40s, like it, since 2008. So we yeah, we it, it reached 49.21 on uh, I guess Tuesday morning before it dropped back down into a more respectable or uh, normal number. I guess normal for this market. Right, and, and so we we've been used to a VIX of 10. Now you're seeing uh, it went from 10 to like you said 40. That's a lot of fear. And there's this old saying: when the VIX is high, it's time to sell. I mean, you're 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 actually selling these credit trades. There, there's an old, some people will say: when the VIX is high, time to buy; when the VIX is low, time to uh, go. But from an option point of view, we like that. We like high VIX numbers because it puts so much money into those credit trades, and you can actually um, start doing those short puts and in uh, short calls and covering your positions with a lot of profit in the extrinsic value. Now, the difference between in, intrinsic and extrinsic will be a, a topic for another radio show. But uh, for now, uh, just know that the VIX is your friend for credit trades. That's Gotcha. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, it's very important to keep an eye on the VIX, the SIBO is how they're now affectionately called. Um, they keep track of that very diligently. They got some videos that, that cover it um, just on a very regular basis, and so it's not hard to uh, to keep track of that. Um, there's a couple of trades out there, or at least a couple of stocks that uh, we've we've been following. Mark, um, we wanted to talk a little bit about T-Mobile, and we also wanted to talk a little bit about um, Alibaba. Um, and Ooh. we left uh, we left both kind of uh, up in the air uh, with regards to you know. Uh, what we were going to talk about during show 117, this segment. So what do you think? Uh, what do you want to talk about first, T-Mobile or Alibaba? Well, let's go ahead and T-Mobile because Alibaba was your trade. You picked it. You called it. And it that's the one of the biggest profit trades other than your AVGO. So, uh, Andy, you're two for two. You've got the AVGO, which is the number one trade of the, the year, actually. And then right shortly underneath that was the Avi, uh, Alibaba Delta trade that we did. Now, the T-Mobile, we went ahead and I had queued that up at a 62.50-60 uh, short put, meaning that we have an obligation to buy at 62.50, and we put a long put in play at 60. And we were picking up a credit, I think, at that time of 80 cents. I can't remember. But I think the stock at that time was $64.43, uh, and now you – uh, that, that stock is now well on $62 and, and change. It's it's underneath the 62.50, but we did pick up 80 cents on that credit, so we've actually lowered our uh, our uh, break even down to $61.70. So we're not losing money until that stock is uh, below $61.70. However, tomorrow is earnings, and um, for those who uh, you can actually close that trade now for a profit or you could go ahead in a partial profit or you could go ahead and um, stay in that trade, go for a max profit and hope the earnings event is, is good. Now the question is, is the earnings event going to be good? We, we talked about net neutrality last time and Andy, I think we, that's a good moment for us to take a break because we got to we got to do our commercial in ten Sounds seconds. Good, Mark. And, All right. Yeah, let's get some uh, more uh, 
uh, more commercials, get those out of the way, and then we'll come back with a little talk, uh, Alibaba discussion. Stay tuned. We'll be right back in a moment. Tired of trying to invent a time machine? Can't get your crystal ball to tell the future? Look no further. There is a wizard that can help you make money. The Option Chain Wizard from Trade Caddy can give you the ability to trade on future expectations. Not only can you make money on an upward moving stock, but you can make money in any direction, up, down, and stagnant. Go to TradeCaddy.com to find out more. Is your financial portfolio suffering because it's in the hands of someone else? Put the future of financial success in your hands right now. Check out our options trade wizard that will help you make money whether the stock goes up, falls down, or stays stagnant. Go to TradeCaddy.com and learn more. That's TradeCaddy, C-A-D-D-I-E.com. This is Power Trader Radio. Now, Power Trader Radio continues on TradeCaddy.com. All right. So we're back. Thank you for um, for staying with us. And uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about Alibaba. Uh, we know, I think I mentioned last time, that one of my uh, retired swimming buddies, was uh, he was very bullish in Alibaba. And I asked him, well, what do you like about it? He he had no idea what he liked about it, but he just heard that this was a great a great um, a great trade. Uh, he, of course, he was talking about um, he was talking about uh, just buying the stock. Okay, so um, I I didn't press him any further because it was time to do a little a little um, a little swimming, and so it's hard to talk while you're swimming. So um, I decided, okay, well, you know what. There's a lot of information here about Alibaba on the internet, but I don't, I don't think a lot of people are taking the time to figure it out. So we ended up with uh, making a – it was a great delta trade, and I'm going to let um, Mark get into the details on it. But just the bottom line, what is Alibaba? And it's kind of an interesting paradox. It's, it's in many people's measures, it's the world's biggest online commerce company. It's got – like three subsidiaries, uh, uh, websites, and hundreds of millions of users. Uh, of course, you know, obviously, you can even get on it here in, in the in the states as well as worldwide. Um, but the fact that there's a, an online commerce company coming out of China that's bigger than Amazon by some measures, wow. pretty amazing. And so, wow. um, but at the same time, you know, it's not on people's radars um, to the same degree. So. Uh, there's a lot of great information behind it. We only have a couple few minutes left of this radio show, so we can't give you a complete compendium. Uh, we know that it's the world's most popular destination for online shopping. We know that it's got like $250 billion of uh, online um, sales last year, which is more than both eBay and Amazon combined, which is just, I mean, these numbers are staggering. Uh, and so what is the stock? People are saying that, you know, they're still, uh, they think it's, under, some people think that it's still undervalued. Um, I'm taking a look at the one month um, market summary for Alibaba. It's It's gone down uh, since Wednesday, January 31st. It was at a high of 205. Right now it's down to 180. So lots of volatility on that stock too. It dropped today 4.87 uh, points down 2.63%. Um, and so, 
I, I mentioned earlier that this is a Delta trade. What do you think, Mark? Uh, can you give us a little details on what we mean by that? Well, uh, for one, you know, Alibaba was purchased and owned by uh, Yahoo for and and when they actually were bought out, Yahoo being bought out by Verizon, they held back the shares of Alibaba. And you and I were scratching our heads, wondering how, how, what what just happened. But the uh, the point is, is as a Delta trade, we knew that Alibaba was going to move. We didn't know which direction it was going to move, so we bet in both directions. We just needed it to move so much that it, it was. Uh, going to pay us back, and in, and indeed, that's exactly what happened. That trade uh, moved with such velocity, the uh, the bottom fell out. That stock went down. We needed to get uh, a four percent move on that. I, when I think it was eight percent. So, Andy, you ended up making uh, like twelve hundred bucks uh, on a, on a contract on that. It was a fantastic trade. Uh, I think. I think when we actually were talking about it, I was thinking that it was going to go bullish, but thank goodness we had the uh, that bearish play, that long put in play, because all we did is a long call and a long put, and those are both debit trades, and you just need that stock to move so violently in one of those uh, two directions that it pays us back for that, that total thing. But that concludes our show, Andy. Can you believe this was 30 minutes? Wow. Yeah, you know what, Mark? I mean um... – I think it's, I, we might want to consider uh, boosting this up to an hour-long radio program because we're just we're just scratching the surface of so many uh, different uh, pro you know ideas and thoughts in the market. And so, what I think we should do is uh, just stay tuned. Uh, next week we'll have uh, show 118. We look forward to uh, you tuning in and getting more of your questions answered with Power Trader Radio. So, thank you so much for uh, listening in, and you can find us at tradecaddy.com. You're listening to Trade Talk on PowerTraderRadio.com. <laughs>